welcome to my podcast again so now we're gonna learn about the replication so remember how we said that um the five prime and three prime i said that it's important for us to remember because uh, it gives the direction for the strand to move um anyway so DNA replication begins with the unwinding of a portion of the double helix due to the action of an enzyme called helicase. So remember how DNA is actually like one, like uh, in a um, is a double helix form. So it is unwi- it unwinds due to the action of enzyme called helicase. So basically, helicase just like comes and then like it unwinds the DNA. And one on one strand, which an enzyme called DNA polymerase binds to the DNA and begins moving along it, reading the bases to assemble a complementary strand of nucleotides. So basically, DNA polymerase, which is also an enzyme, just runs. It binds the DNA and begins moving along it, which reads the bases to assemble a complementary strand of nucleotides. So, because the uh, double helix was unwounded, so that means that there's like nuclear bases separated, right? So basically, what the DNA polymerase does is that it actually binds to the DNA and just moves along it, and it it fills with the complementary strand of nucleotides. So let's just say if it's a cytosine then it attaches to guanine and if it's thymine it attaches to adenine whereas on the other strand there are discontinuous segments of nucleotides joined to the waiting bases on the dna template this is because the dna polymers only can read only can read from uh, in a particular direction so the strand that we just talked about it's called the leading strand because the dna polymer just fills in the all the gaps however for the other strand which is called the lagging strand there are discontinuous segments called the okazaki fragments which is very important to remember so ayushma future ayushma remember okazaki fragments because it's in the lagging strand, the discontinuous segments of nucleotides. I used to remember Okazaki fragments, okay? Okazaki fragments. Do not write anything else in the exam. Okazaki fragments. Are joined to the waiting bases on DNA template. Remember, it's not completed. Therefore, the another enzyme called DNA, DNA ligase acts like a glue and stitches these fragments together. And now it's finally full, filled. And DNA replication is referred to as semi-conservative process because two identical DNA molecules are produced from one original DNA. So basically one strand is like old and one strand is new. That's why it's called semi-conservative process. And if someone in the question asks why is the DNA called semi-conservative process, you will say that the two identical DNA molecules are produced from one original DNA, one original DNA molecule. However, each new molecule contains one strand from the original piece of DNA and on newly synthesized strand as shown as we talked about it.
So why is accurate DNA replication so important? So the correct genetic information is passed on the new body self or future offspring. Okay, so it's very important because so the genetic information should be passed. The correct genetic information is passed, okay? So that's all we need to know about DNA replication. So let's move on to continuity and variation. So continuity of species. It seems contradictory that DNA produces cells that are identical to the parent cell but also introduce enough genetic variation for the appearance of new species. DNA maintains genetic continuity, but also introduces genetic change. Yes, so DNA does maintain genetic continuity, however, it also introduces genetic change. Um, so now that you understand how DNA is passed on during meiosis and mitosis, we can start to think about what this means for the survival and evolution of species. So what is genetic continuity? It is a passing on identical genetic information to daughter cells or offspring. So basically passing on identical genetic information to daughter or uh, daughter cells or offspring. Why is it important? It is important so that the offspring is required to continue a species. So it is important so that uh, passing on genetic information is required to continue a species. Some species demonstrate little genetic change over long periods of time. These are often referred to as living fossils. So variation. Recall from year 11 that natural variation exists in populations of organisms. Despite the need for genetic continuity in cells and species, there is enough genetic variation to give rise to new species. The, there are three main there are three main processes that contribute to variation. Gamete formation, sexual reproduction, mutation. For mitosis and asexual reproduction, it is very important that the DNA is copied correctly. If there is a mistake, it may result in cell death or cancer. Errors in meiosis result in chromosome mutations, for example, deletion, duplication, translocation, and inversion, as well as trisomy and polyploidy. Mutations will be covered in detail in term two. I would like to repeat again because my dad interrupted my vo podcast. Recall from 11 that natural variation exists in populations of organisms. Despite the need for genetic continuity in cells and species, there is enough variation to give rise to new species. There are three main processes that contribute to variation. So gamete formation, sexual reproduction, and mutation. For mitosis and asexual reproduction, it is very important that the DNA is copied correctly. If there is a mistake, it may result in a cell death or cancer. Errors in myosis results in chromosome mutations, for example, deletion, duplication, translocation, inversion, as well as trisomy and polyploidy. Mutations will be covered in detail in term two. In this section, we will focus on how gamete formation, myosis, and sexual reproduction result in increased variability. During myosis, gametes with unique sets of genetic information are formed, resulting in increased variation in offspring. This occurs due to the following processes, crossing over, random segregation, and independent assortment. 
So what is crossing over? Crossing over refers to the exchange of genetic material between homologous chromosomes during synapses. Recall what is synapses. Synapses is when basically the chromosomes are the chromosomes from paternal side and the maternal side they cross together and they exchange the genetic segment, the gene segment, um, the part of a gene, resulting in new combinations of characteristics in offspring. Hold on a second, I would like to recheck if I'm correct. So what is synapses again? So synapses is basically, let me check, yep. Oh, I was wrong. So pairing homologous of chromosomes occurs. So pairing of homologous of chromosome is called synapses, not the crossing when the maternal and paternal side cross over. That's called crossing over. So future I remember, do not make this silly mistake again. Synapses means synapses is when the homologous pairs are like paired together. So like paternal side and the maternal side and then the equal size. So what is random segregation then? This is the process by which chromosomes are distributed randomly among different gametes, depending on the way in which chromosomes pair line up during meiosis. Random segregation of chromosomes during meiosis results in many possible haploid gametes, each, continu uh, each containing a unique set of chromosomes. And the... And the last two is independent assortment and random fertilization. So the law of independent assortment states that pairs of genes separate independently of others during um, meiosis. That is, the inheritance of one characteristic that does not depend on another because the genes controlling these traits are found on separate chromosomes. For example, hair color does not depend on height. For example, the color of a flower does not depend on the shape of its seeds because the genes controlling these traits are found on separate chromosomes as shown below. So, independent chromosome is basically the pairs of genes separate independently of others during meiosis. Random fertilization. So, we know about it. So, like, yeah. So basically, ha so each uh, um, gametes from so gametes from the male side and the female side has undergone segregation and independent assortment and crossing over during meiosis, which means which means each um, gametes from male and then female is gonna be unique. Fertilization is a random process. That is, any gamete from male side and any kiri. Uh, uh, gametes from female side can combine, resulting in many possible combination of genes. To put this into perspective, any one of the 8.4 million chromosome combinations of gametes from male side can pair up with any one of the 8.4 million possible chromosome combinations of an egg, resulting in over 64 trillion possible combinations of chromosomes. Thus, meiosis produces greater um, great variability in the offspring. Yeah. <sighs>